This is Your Money with Nancy Snedden of BDO, Licensed Insolvency Trustees. The views and opinions expressed on this show are not necessarily those of this station. Your Money with Nancy Snedden of BDO on VOCM. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Your Money with Nancy Snedden. I am Nancy Snedden. Thanks so much for tuning in today. We continue to see signs that Canadians, including those here in Newfoundland and Labrador, of course, are struggling to cope with high inflation and rising interest rates. In fact, surveys show that they're reaching their financial tipping point. So if you are one of them, today's show is for you. Over the next hour, my guests will share their expert advice on managing debt and explain the solutions available if you are feeling overwhelmed and not sure where to turn or what to do. So joining me today is Yvette Power. She's a manager in my practice here at BDO Debt Solutions in St. John's, and Al Antle, Executive Director of Credit Counseling Services in Newfoundland and Labrador. Thank you both for joining me today. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here, Nancy. Thanks for the opportunity. The financial struggles of so many Canadians has been making headlines now for more than a year. And a report out last week from the Angus Reid Institute is now referring to the economic uncertainty as a persistent cost of living crisis. A strong sentiment, I think, to describe what we're seeing. Al, would you agree that this is a cost of living crisis? There is no question about it. It's been a cost of living crisis. It didn't start off that way. I think most people would agree on that. It started off as a pandemic. Uh, but it soon filtered down so that it reached into every single household in the country, uh, rich and poor. Uh, it affected the sectors of the population in different ways, but everybody's been affected by this latest round of, uh, of inflation, yes. Yeah, I agree. I mean, every circle that I'm in, whether it's a business circle, a family circle, friends, uh, you know, co-workers, uh, everyone is talking about oh, this yeah. in some aspect, right? Whether it's, you know, the prices at the grocery store, the prices at the gas pump, uh, you know, interest rates, right, in the cost of, of servicing debt. You know, we're obviously seeing a rise in, in calls, right, coming into our office. So I tend to agree. I think we have reached a crisis point. We'll get into more details as we go through the show. Thankfully, inflation numbers are starting to come down, but I think it's going to take a while for people to recover from the cash flow crisis that they found themselves in. So the latest data from Angus Reid is certainly concerning. It shows for millions, penny-pinching doesn't go far enough. Two in five at 40% say recent challenges have forced them to draw money from accounts that they try not to touch. And that percentage is even higher here in Atlantic Canada at 49%. One in three at 35% say they deferred a contribution to their RRSP or TFSA, which we never like to see that, right? Because it means people aren't able to save for their retirement. And for one in 10, the situation has been so difficult, they're either borrowing from friends and family at 13%, selling assets at 11%, or seeking out bank loans at 8%. The report also shows that one in three at 34% Canadians say they're in either bad or terrible shape financially. And that number is even higher here in Atlantic Canada. Nearly half at 45% of Atlantic Canadians say they are in bad or terrible shape financially. Among those who say that they're in terrible shape financially, 9 in 10 at 94% say it's difficult to feed their household. 4 in 5 at 80% say this among the group who are in self-described bad shape. So, Yvette, what is your reaction to the results of this report? Is this reflective of what you're seeing and hearing from clients? 
Nancy, I'm not surprised at all, actually, from those results. I mean, I hear from clients every day that they are struggling. And sadly, unless things improve, they are going to continue to struggle. You know, as we talked about with the cost of living rising, the increasing cost of goods, services, food costs, I mean, interest rates are steadily rising. People are forced to withdraw from their RSP. Some are even telling me they're having to withdraw from their children's education funds, using up any savings they may have had. They're accumulating more debt. They're remortgaging just to try to make ends meet. And, you know, sadly, savings at this point is the last thing on their mind. So it's absolutely no shock to me. Yeah, I mean, we learned and we've done shows right through the pandemic that it was sort of an eye opener for people that they really needed to make sure they did have emergency savings. But unfortunately, as we've come through the pandemic and hit these record levels of inflation and rising interest rates, people have not been able to put money into a savings fund. And in fact, they're having to withdraw from that fund just to put food on the table. I mean, that statistic, Absolutely. 94% saying that it's difficult to feed their household is, is staggering, right? Absolutely. So, Al, what are you hearing from your clients? What are your reaction to these results? Well, you know, as Yvette was answering, I thought, do I speak or do I not speak? But the other thing that's happening here, Nancy, is that people are moving to borrow from high-interest lenders modest amounts. Generally speaking, I'm talking about payday loans. Generally speaking, this agency would work with people who uh, – you know, had a fairly modest income and who needed to borrow a couple of hundred dollars for a week. Yesterday afternoon, I came across a young man who makes $91,000 and who 11 days ago went and borrowed $5,500 from a high-interest lender, and that's his way uh, of avoiding his financial crisis that's left literally on his back. He was a consumer who believed he could borrow his way out of it. So, 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 you know, all of these crises that we hear about and we see, and we, you know, we 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 see we see trouble faces in the supermarket. You know, uh, we hear about it at dinner. We hear about it at church. Uh, they're all very real, uh, and they are reaching deeper and and hurting more profoundly than they haven't for a long time. Yeah, I really do agree with you on that, Alex. It's really concerning. You know, this report is showing that the financial strain that so many are experiencing, it's not getting any better, right? So poll after poll, survey after survey is showing us that it seems to be getting worse for so many. People are really struggling to keep up with the rising cost of living due to inflation and higher interest rates, as we said. And alarming as well is that consumers are turning to credit, like you said, to keep up with the rising costs. And when people, people, sorry, go ahead. The other thing people are asking us in, in sessions across the desk is, you know, they're, they, like you, Nancy, are hearing that, you know, inflation is starting to ease a little, you know. But the bottom line here is that John Q. Public will measure the departure or the reduction of inflation with a reduction price. And while the inflation rate may peter off and, and the cost of everything stop increasing, I'm not sure we're going to live long enough to see the prices roll back to where they might have been even six months ago. That's that's a point that I don't think anybody knows. Yeah, and, and that... It, it... 
that is what's causing people, right, to turn to yeah. credit, right? Yeah. So with so many people turning to credit to keep up with these costs, we're seeing that released by the Office of Superintendent Bankruptcy's numbers as well. So the latest statistics for February show the percentage of consumers seeking debt relief surged again. Insolvency funds increased by 25% compared to February of 2022. And here in Newfoundland, overall fallings were up 15.3%, higher than the national average. Nationally, the biggest spike in fallings was in consumer proposals, up 31.1% nationally in February compared to the same month last year. Consumer proposals filed in Newfoundland in February were up 2% compared to February of 2022. However, bankruptcy soared here in Newfoundland up 47.6%. The second highest in the country, Manitoba, saw the biggest spike in bankruptcies, up 66.7%. For the 12-month period ending February 2023, consumer proposals rose 26.5% overall, and Newfoundland fallings increased 15.9% for the same 12-month period. The numbers are concerning because these double-digit increases are a trend that we are now seeing month after month after month when these reports come out, and many industry experts predict it's the start of what is to come. So Yvette, what are these statistics telling you? You know, these statistics are telling us that people not only in our province, but throughout the country are facing severe financial challenges right now. You know, the increasing rate of bankruptcy filings is suggesting that people are struggling to pay their debts and it's causing a tremendous amount of stress. I mean, I meet with clients every day that are struggling and just don't know where to turn. You know, if they're struggling and unless things change, people are going to continue to dig deeper into debt. Um, you know, people are forced to remortgage their homes, consolidate their credit card debt. And while this may be a viable option for in, in a lot of cases, but sometimes what happens is people get back into debt again. And not only now do you have less equity in your property, should you remortgage your property, you now have more credit card debt because you're starting to reuse your credit card debt again. Times are tough right now. And again, as I feel with the cost of living increasing, this trend is going to continue. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, we're seeing month after month the calls, the increase in calls coming into our office. Al, I'm sure you're seeing the same. Yeah. There's an emotional side busiest, to this, too. We had our busiest March in five years. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's really concerning. I mean, I'm glad that, you know, Al, you're there. We're there to help people in this time, right, to help relieve that stress. But it is concerning to see the number of calls that we're getting for people mm -hmm. looking for help. This has mm -hmm. an emotional side, too. So we're going to talk about that when we come back. Please stay with us. Weekdays on VOCM. It's Open Line with your host, Patty Daly. Join the conversation each morning from 9 a.m. to noon on your VOCM. We get people talking. Welcome back. You're listening to Your Money. I'm your host, Nancy Smedin, licensed and solid trustee with BDO Canada right here in Newfoundland and Labrador. Joining me for discussion today is Yvette Power. She's a manager in our BDO Debt Solutions practice here in Newfoundland and Labrador. And Al Antle, Executive Director of Credit Counseling Services in Newfoundland and Labrador. So in the first segment, we talked about some pretty concerning statistics around, you know, the struggles that people are finding. Uh, being able to put food on their table is difficult. Not being able to save and, in fact, tapping into their savings. And, of course, when you see numbers such as these, we know that people are worried. They're worried about being able to pay for day-to-day -day expenses, being able to pay down debt, and to save for their financial future. And, and as we talked about in the first segment, putting away that money for the, in that emergency fund. So a recent Scotiabank survey shows that Canadians are spending upwards of 15 hours a week worrying about their finances. So think about that. That's the equivalent to a part-time job, really. The survey also shows that one in four Canadians at 26% are so stressed about their finances that they are, in fact, losing 
losing sleep over it. Debt stress, financial stress is real. We see it in our practice every day. People come into our office, so that you'll be able to speak to this and, and Al, you as well, but people come into the office, you can see the tension, their shoulders are raised, there's a look of you know complete uh, anxiety and, and stress in their faces. By the time they leave the meeting, you can see their shoulders are starting to drop. They know there's a path forward, but you can physically see that stress in them when they first come in. So about what's your response to, to surveys that, that we're seeing about the death, the death stress right now? I mean, as you said, Nancy, you know, debt absolutely have an, uh, sorry, uh, debt absolutely have a significant emotional toll on individuals. You know, financial difficulties impact an individual's mental, social well-being. Debt causes stress. You know, lots of times people have anxiety. Uh, I meet with clients daily that are struggling financially. Most have experienced either marital problems, relationship problems, difficulty sleeping, feelings of guilt, of shame. But it's so important, though, Nancy, that people reach out and seek help before things get out of hand and many people you know have told me that once they've dealt with their financial problems things improve their relationships improve their health improve they sleep better just knowing that they have options to deal with their debt no doubt it has an absolute toll on individuals uh, emotional health yeah, absolutely. I mean, the debt stress, 35% say financial stress has led to anxiety, depression, and mental health challenges. So uh, what, what do you want to tell our listeners about the emotional effects that debt can have? Well, you know, Yvette captured it so beautifully and so succinctly. Uh, those emotions are a fact of life across her desk and my desk every week. And the desk of the other counselors here, and of course your staff at BDO. Uh you know, if if I if I may, um, I met with a couple late last week that I saw back in February of 2022. Back in February 2022, they owed fifty-five thousand uh, dollars, and they were bringing home just under six thousand dollars a month. And I felt there was some possibilities. I felt they needed to see somebody like a trustee for a consumer proposal or bankruptcy, or they certainly needed to look at a program through credit counseling, but they couldn't continue as they are. Well, we didn't hear from them. And they called back and rebooked. Now they owe 72000 So it's, it's a real crisis for them right now. It's not a, a difficulty. It's a crisis. And the one thing that I noticed in the session uh, last week was they're no longer thinking together. They're both thinking individually. This, this is... This has had a significant effect on the couplehood. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're, we see that all the time. I find myself asking people probably three to five times a week, have you discussed this with your doctor? Have you discussed how you feel with your doctor? Uh, you know, we're constantly on the lookout for people who are further down the depression uh, slide than anybody realizes it's 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 a real it's a real challenge uh money problems will have a significant impact on your mental health in any way that you can put a tag on a mental health state of mind yeah, it's, it is really difficult, and sometimes people don't realize the impact that that anxiety, that stress is having on their own health, uh, mental yeah. health, physical health, and the relationships, to your point, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that we've heard over the years from many clients that, um, you know, they were bickering, and it wasn't yeah. normal for their relationship. And once they come and, and speak to us and get some help, their, their relationship is improved, and they're sort of back on that uh, happy path as a family, right? So what yeah. advice? you have for listeners when it comes to the things that they can do themselves to sort of try to get themselves back on track? So I think, Nancy, my first advice to listeners, you know, who can relate to any of these statistics is that, you know, certainly um, 
reach out. If you're struggling financially and able to make ends meet, first and foremost, I would suggest that understand that you are not alone. And my first solid piece of advice, I think, would be to not to incur any new debt. Seek professional advice. You know, I know and I understand. I've seen it every day. It's a difficult decision for people to call and ask for help. But I can assure you that once you make that call and you set up an appointment, you meet with us, you will feel better. Uh, We do offer a free initial consultation and we look at many, many debt relief options, which we're going to get into later in the show. And we'll help choose the one best suited for you and your needs. You know, I've had many clients in the past make decisions that they probably should not have had had they talked to us first. Like I had an individual not too long ago actually went uh, to and collapsed her RRSP in an attempt to pay their debt. Now, had they come talk to me first, I would have I would have never have suggested they collapse their RRSP because if they were faced with a bankruptcy or proposal, well, your RRSPs are credit protected. So it's extremely, extremely important that if you are facing financial challenges, reach out to the professionals. There's so many myths out there. I strongly encourage you to seek that advice so you won't make decisions that you probably would not have made had you talked to us first. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Oftentimes people uh, don't understand that there are assets that can be protected, right, when they file a consumer proposal or, or bankruptcy. And it's in their best interest to have them protected versus using them to pay down a portion of their debt because that's not really necessarily going to give them their, their relief. And we've seen time and time again when people have done that, they still end up having to come see us because they can't deal with what's, uh, what's left over. And now they also have depleted their retirement savings. So I couldn't agree with you. Exactly. Yeah. Um, What's your advice uh, for listeners when it comes to things that they should be looking at themselves uh, when it comes to their financial situation? Well, the first, and I believe, you know, adding to Yvette's list, uh, the first thing people need to get their head around as well is that you have to stop doing what you're doing to get a different result. You know, you have to, you have to change your lifestyle. Now we're not advocating for a moment that you stop everything. We're saying you look at each individual expense and see if you can trim it back even a little. Sometimes you have to take some radical steps. You know, uh, we, 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 we ask people all the time to destroy their credit cards. It's in their best interest to destroy your, to destroy your credit cards. Um, we call that plastic surgery. You may need plastic surgery. Um, you certainly need immediately need to start a budget and living by that budget. You know, you need to understand your absolute income, your absolute expenses. Um, you also need to treat your creditors equally. So, you know, uh, if you have three credit accounts, uh, make sure all three get a portion of your disposable income as opposed to the loudest creditor. One thing that you'll discover when you start to suffer financially is that your phone rings more and uh, answering the phone is more stressful than it's typically been and that often you know collectors at the other end of the phone line can be quite unreasonable and quite demanding in their expectations of your limited income it's critical that you not allow yourself to promise them more than you can give them and to treat them all the same and of course you also need to somehow find the courage it takes courage to stop work to stop worrying yeah, it, it is difficult. 
Right, Al, it's difficult to make those decisions. It's difficult with a clear head to sit down and, and look at your finances objectively. Like you said, sometimes there's a louder voice than others, right? And, and you're trying to, to quiet that louder voice. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd like the to talk about some of the... We, the other thing I think we need to, to acknowledge as well is that an immediate way of, of getting some relief from a financial crisis is to look at assets. Now, we're not advocating to sell your house, but what do you have that you can dispose of without changing your life radically? For example, last week we had a, we had a couple, uh, and they had three vehicles between the two of them, and we suggested that they dispose of one and pay off two visa cards. That sort of thing. Can you can you take that kind, that kind of action? Yeah, there's definitely things like that that you can be doing, right? Looking around your house. In some cases, it can be um, abandoned. In some cases, it can give you the relief that you need. I think in all those cases, you want to look out for, um, you know, is it going to make a meaningful difference for you? Is there a better, more optimal solution? Getting professional advice will help with that. So we're going to get into some professional advice when we come back. But I also, when we come back, want to tell our listeners about some of the warning signs that they should be looking out for to indicate to them that uh, they may want to reach out for that professional help. So we'll be right back. Take a break. Join us weekdays from 1230 to 1 p.m. as we discuss anything and everything that's happening now. It's all on the table during your VOCM lunch break. Welcome back. You're listening to Your Money here on VOCM. I'm your host, Nancy Snedden, Licensed Insolvency Trustee with BDO Canada right here in Newfoundland and Labrador. My guest today is Yvette Power. She's a manager with the BDO Debt Solutions Practice here in Newfoundland. And Alan Angel, Executive Director of Credit Counseling Services in Newfoundland and Labrador. So we've been talking today about, you know, high inflation, rising interest rates, and, and how many Canadians, including those here in Newfoundland and Labrador, are really struggling to keep up financially. So, Yvette, I'd like to start this segment with, you know, some of the warning signs that listeners should be aware of that their debt may be becoming unmanageable and they may want to reach out for some advice. Yeah, no, absolutely. So there are several warning signs, and I would encourage you that if you relate to any of these warning signs, that you reach out and speak to a uh, professional to seek some advice before you know things get out of hand. Creditors start legal action, and you you know you may put your assets at risk. So some warning signs would be like receiving calls from creditors and collection agencies, having no savings. This is a warning sign we hear far too often from debtors that they have no savings, and if you have no savings left over at the end of the month, and for example. Let's say a household appliance break or a vehicle needing repair, then you're left to rely on credit to cover those types of expenses. Spending all your money before payday. I had a client sum this up very nicely there not too long ago, and he said he had more months left over at the end of the money as opposed to more money left over at the end of the month, um, you know, which was a real eye-opener for him. Robbing Peter to pay Paul, we've all heard this over the years. Basically, you're taking money that was meant from one person to pay another. Um, another warning sign we hear frequently is using credit cards or loans to pay everyday expenses. And there's nothing wrong with using your credit cards to pay everyday expenses. Air mile collectors often use their credit cards to pay their everyday expenses to collect air miles. But as interest rates are very, very high on credit cards, you need to pay the balance off when it's due. I know that can be a challenge, but once you get behind on your credit card payments, it is very, very hard to catch up. 
Another warning sign we hear uh, far too often is having trouble making your minimum payments in your credit card. So if you're not making your minimum payment on your credit card, it will negatively affect your credit score. Uh, further, if you uh, only make the minimum payment, you'll barely, oh, sorry, you'll barely reduce your balance and you're going to end up paying most of your payment toward interest. So it's best to pay your credit card off monthly, number one, to avoid interest and the negative impact it had on your credit score. I had a client uh, not too long in the too distant past that said he owed a credit card approximately $40,000. When he received his statement, there was a note at the bottom of the statement that it would take him X number of years to pay his credit card off by just making the minimum payment. When he did the math on that, he actually would have had to live to be 115 years old to have that debt paid in full. And that was a real eye opener for my clients. So those are just yeah, a few. I'm sure there are others. Yeah, and if it is an eye-opener for people when they see that, you know, that's how long they're going to be paying it at the minimum payment. And it's why I often say, like, I, I'm glad you commented on, you know, if you can't make your minimum payments, it's a, it's a warning sign. For me, and Al, I don't know your thoughts on this, but I feel as though if you can only make your minimum payment, if you can't make anything above and beyond the minimum payment on your credit card each month, it's time to seek out some help and find out what your mm -hmm. options are. Absolutely. What are your thoughts, Al? Uh, yeah. Absolutely. We say we, we, we say to clients all the time, how long have you had this account? How long has it been since the balance in this account was zero? And I can safely say to you that one in 35, one in 40 will have a remote sense of A, what we're talking about, and B, how relevant it is in the conversation we're having. You know, like the couple that I that I talked about earlier on in today's in today's show, you know, who who went from fifty five thousand to seventy two thousand in about fourteen months in debt, um, they have no idea how they got there. They can't put their finger on anything specific in their life that cost fourteen thousand dollars. So you know, it's 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 important to understand that that minimum payments are often thrust on us because our circumstances dictate that that's all we can afford today. However, minimum payments is probably the single largest item to push us over the edge financially. Oh, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. So those are some of the warning signs, right, that people should be keeping an eye out for so that they can reach out and find out what their options are. So let's talk about those solutions now, because I know when it comes to seeking debt relief, many people immediately think bankruptcy and, oh, I don't want to go bankrupt. But this is really a last resort. And there are so many other solutions that people should be considering before this point. So, Al, I'll start with you. What are some of the solutions that you would uh, talk with people about? Well, the first priority that we establish for every client we have is that we can somehow uh, budget our way out of the crisis. In other words, uh, not commit financial hairy-carry to, to rectify a, a financial problem. Uh, you know, that might mean something as simple as trying to develop a budget whereby your expenses did not exceed your income uh, and trying to live within your means that way only. Uh, if, if we couldn't bring about a change with a, with, a, with a budgeting strategy, then chances are we'd probably look at uh, some sort of disposal of assets. Do you, have, do you have anything that you can sell or dispose of? Do you have any other way of generating additional income? 
Uh, if there's no answer to positive answer to that, then you move into what, you know, what we refer to as the external options. And that's a situation where the client will either choose a credit counseling repayment program, choose a consumer bankruptcy or an outright bankruptcy uh, through a third party outside their creditor's office. Uh, and and uh, get the relief they need that way. One of the big challenges we have, of course, as both uh, Yvette has pointed out and you've certainly concurred with Nancy, is that this is tough for people. It's really hard. I don't want to do this, you know. I never thought I'd ever be see the day when I would be unable to pay my debts. So really, it's a tough one, and, uh, you know, we need, to be, we need to be aware of that going in. No, absolutely. I mean, one of the things I think people are, are scared of what, what the process is, how it works, what it will mean for their future and that kind of thing. But you, we can answer all those questions, right, and put people at ease. And that one of the things that we'll often say to our clients when we're talking them through how a consumer proposal works, because, you know, 70% roughly of insolvencies today are consumer proposals, not bankruptcies, right? That's the, that's the solution that is working for most people. And you know, we'll say to them, okay, well, here's here's your minimum payments, right? You're only able to make your minimum payments right now. Here's what a proposal payment would be. And you'll, your debt will be behind you in five years. If you continue to make just your minimum payment for the next five years and don't yeah. go down this route, you're mm-hmm. probably going to owe the same, if not more, five years from now, right? Yeah. So those are the types of conversations and the sort of black and white perspective that you can put in front of people when you're when you're talking to them but what can you tell people about uh, their, the solutions that we offer that and, and what a consumer proposal would look like yeah so absolutely so there's two options that I'll talk about are consumer proposals and bankruptcies and again the Nancy as you said bankruptcy always being the last option uh, both options are actually formal proceedings under the bankruptcy and insolvency act and creditors one thing about the arrangement if a bankruptcy or a consumer proposal is filed creditors cannot cancel this arrangement once the proposal is it's filed and accepted or once the bankruptcy is filed unlike if you went to a bank and you got a loan consolidation or you did an informal proposal on your own the bank can cancel those arrangements at any time so the creditors are not bound by the terms uh, whereas under the bankruptcy and insolvency act creditors are bound by the terms of the proposal or the bankruptcy and this really and truly gives debtors peace of mind if there's a plan in place i know creditors can't come after me they can't call me my debt's going to be covered so when we meet with debtors, we basically have to get an idea of like, who do you owe? How much do you owe? What assets do you have? What are your income? What are your monthly living costs are? And then based on this information, then we can recommend options best suited for your particular situation. So if it's a consumer proposal, and just to give you some details on the consumer proposal and how it works, basically it's an agreement between you and your creditors that allow you to pay multiple debts with one monthly payment, and typically it's over 60 months. In most cases, you pay less than the total amount that you owe to your creditors. Um, the amount that you pay is based on a few things, such as your ability to make payments, if you have any equity in your assets, your income, and your monthly living costs. Because we never want to put you in a proposal payment that you're not going to be able to afford because we're going to set you up for default. So it's really important that when we talk with you, we really get a snapshot of what your income is and what your monthly expenses are. We negotiate with your creditors on your behalf. Interest stops, most wage attachments stop. Uh, You know, the debts are included like credit cards, cards, lines of credit, personal loans, payday loans, income tax debts are written off, and student loans that are seven years or older are eliminated. 
A common misconception I'm going to point out with filing a bankruptcy or proposal is that you will lose your assets if you file a bankruptcy. Like your home or your vehicle, you may have a trailer, you may have a, a recreational vehicle. This is not the case. I hear this all the time from clients. You can keep those assets as long as the payments are up to date. Now, alternatively, if you have a home or a vehicle, and this is the reason that you're in financial trouble because you can't afford to pay those debts right now, you can return those assets to the creditors and those debts will be covered by your bankruptcy proposal. So if the creditor repossesses, if you voluntarily give up the asset, the creditor takes the asset, they sell it, any shortfall owing to the creditor will be covered by your bankruptcy proposal as well. Once we put the proposal out to the creditors, you can stop payments on all your unsecured debt immediately. So that's, again, like your credit card, your bank loans, your lines of credit, your payday loans, your income tax. And we wait 45 days, basically, to see if the creditors are going to accept your proposal. And the thing with this is not all the creditors have to agree to just a simple majority in dollar value. So as long as we get 50% in dollar value to agree, the proposal will be accepted. So, for example, what I mean by that is if, for example, I owed Royal Bank $40,000 and I owed Canadian Tire $5,000, $5,000. And let's say Royal Bank agrees to the terms of the proposal, but Canadian Tire says, no, we don't agree to it. Well, the proposal will be accepted because we have 50% in dollar value that agreed to the proposal. Essentially, a creditor is giving a, um, a vote for every dollar they're owed. A consumer proposal is less severe on your credit rating than a bankruptcy. And also, you can pay your proposal off in less than 60 months, and then it will have a lesser impact on your credit rating as well. Uh, in a proposal, you know what your payment is, and you can budget for it monthly. And it's really important if you get your proposal accepted that you not miss three payments because the proposal could be annulled. So it's really important, again, if we set you up in a proposal payment, that it's something that you're going to be able to live with. Now, life happens sometimes. Oftentimes, we can do an amendment to on a proposal should your situation change. So that's a yeah. really a lot of great information around uh, around consumer proposals. And, you know, it's so important that people understand it is a very straightforward process and every situation is going to be different. So never think about, well, my friend did this or my friend did that because, mm -hmm. you know, it's based on your personal situation and, and talking to us is how we're going to stream a plan that's right for, for you. So when we come back, um, I want to talk about the importance of, you know, taking those next steps to deal with your debt. So we'll be right back. Got plans for midnight? Bring your VOCM along with the best soundtrack for every night anywhere. The VOCM All Night Show, midnight on your VOCM. Welcome back. You're listening to your money here on VOCM. I'm your host, Nancy Snedden, licensed insolvency trustee with BDO Canada right here in Newfoundland and Labrador. My guest today is Yvette Power. She's a manager with our BDO Debt Solutions Practice here in Newfoundland and Labrador. And Al Angel, Executive Director of Credit Counseling Services in Newfoundland and Labrador. So in the last segment, we talked about, you know, some warning signs people should be looking out for. And we talked about some potential solutions, right, in, in looking at your budget, uh, you know, a debt retirement program through um, credit counseling services, consumer proposals through a license insolvency trustee. And it's, I think the most important thing here is that if you are seeing some of these warning signs and you're unsure 
you know, what your next step is or, you know, what you should be doing or shouldn't be doing. As with anything, the most important thing would be to seek professional advice, right? There's no obligation to move forward by calling Al or by calling myself or, or that, but at least you're getting the information to be able to make an informed decision. And I think, Al, something else that I want to reinforce for listeners is that, you know, when you're doing searches on the internet for death solutions, there's some things to be aware of, right? And, and you know, options that you should not necessarily be choosing because they could end up being more costly uh, in the long run. And those are those sort of debt consultants that are out there saying that they can get rid of your debt. And they are unequipped to do a debt retirement program like Al's agency. And they're definitely unequipped to do a proposal or a bankruptcy. In fact, they'll just end up referring you to a licensed insolvency trustee, but they'll charge you a fee to do so. So Al, what would you like to tell our listeners, uh, sort of like the buyer beware uh, around debt solutions? Well, you just said it perfectly and beautifully. You know, every day, that's a bit of a stretch, but you get my point. Every day we talk to a client, some days we talk to more than one, who's dealing with uh, an agency on the mainland or dealing with an agency uh, in some other part of the world, and they're paying them a monthly fee to act as their advocates. Well, that service is available to you right here, right now in St. John's Duke Land for free. And the trustees in bankruptcy in this community provide a free initial consultation. It's not going to cost you a penny to pick up the phone and get financial information in terms of how a bankruptcy works, how a consumer proposal works, what one might look like for you, et cetera, et cetera. Won't cost you a dime. And you will get the best absolute advice out there because, you know, the trustees providing the advice are working in the system every day. They're not external to the system. Um, the, you know, one thing that, that we observe all the time is that fear keeps people away from from asking mm-hmm. questions. It's almost it's almost as though, uh, you know, if you don't, you don't, you don't, it's almost like not opening your mail. If I get a statement from MasterCard and I don't open it, then I don't owe that $9,000. It's that similar irrational fear uh, that drives people to not move forward, not ask questions, and to to seek advice in places that are impractical. You know, why would you need to deal with an agency in Calgary when there's one in St. John's and you live on Mary Meeting Road? Uh, you know, uh, it's beyond us why people feel that way, but they feel that way. We think because they're embarrassed by the situation and the, and they, or they may not know that we're here, but the point is get a reputable service, get a reputable, you know, check out whomever you're talking with, with the local Better Business Bureau, check out, check them with the Insolvency Practitioners Association, check them with Credit Counseling Canada, find out if they are credible. And I know that in the credit counseling sector, the buzzword is accreditation. Are you dealing with an accredited agency and are you dealing with accredited counselors? They are the buzzwords. Uh, and, and, and that word means that the individuals in question must have achieved a certain level of expertise, academic expertise and training as part of their job. And their agency must hold a certain level of uh, expertise uh, in a certain area, in many areas actually, uh, as they deliver service to the public. That's what you're looking for. High accreditation values and high licensing, um, uh, license, highly licensed individuals delivering service. 
No, absolutely. It's so, so important. I've seen so mm-hmm. many stories of people who've paid, you know, anywhere from 1500 to $8,000 to yeah. death and stones yeah. only to be referred yeah, I remember, to our office. I remember having a case uh, probably around this time last year, and the lady in question, she was an older woman, she was 67 years old, and she had paid an agency uh, in southern Ontario a little over $6,000 on the premise that they were eventually going to get her out of debt. And when we yeah. sat and looked at her situation, she owed a little over $12,000. So she was going to pay 50% of what she owed to get a referral to an agency that would make her bankrupt. It was, it was, it was crazy. And the other point I will make, um, you know, with these um, debt agencies is that clients not too long into the interview when I'm talking to them realize I've just paid out $1,800, $1,900 for this agency to refer me to you when I could have came to you in the first place. So to Nancy's point in the beginning, buyer beware, check the sources. So if there's social groups out there or employers out there that want resources for their employees, right? Because, you know, it, many uh, employers are realizing that, you know, there is a lot of financial stress right now in their employees. They are taking time out of their workday because they're worried about their finances. And they're seeing the need to help them find solutions through that. So, Al, I know your agency uh, does a lot of community outreach. So what can you tell our listeners about that? Well, we have... We will go out and speak to various community groups, community members, upwards of 100 times a year. Uh, we will go out to conventions, conferences, uh, and set up information booths and tables, so on and so forth. We have about nine specific uh, financial items that we will come and do a presentation on. Everything from seniors and money to how to establish a budget to children and money, how to shop for food, so on and so forth. Uh, we're discovering that people like these, they enjoy these, and they will ask 50 million questions. The one thing that that concerns us is that we can't find the resources to go into a situation where we have a full-time educator, you know, somebody who works for the agency whose job, whose only job is to deliver education in communities. Yeah, it's, it's so important, right? And we know... Um, you know, sometimes we'll, we'll do presentations of that for, for groups who service the community, right? So social workers mm-hmm. and, and, and other people on how that they can talk to their um, clients about their finances. But we also do financial wellness presentations, like I said, for employers, right? For their employees, free of charge. So what, what can you tell us about that? So, yeah, to your point, Nancy, we do offer free wellness financial programs that companies can avail of. You know, pre-pandemic statistics show that 25% of the workforce is spending around 250 hours per year at work dealing with their personal finances. And I have no doubt post-pandemic that this has actually increased by employers offering such wellness programs to their employees. Their employees will become less stressed and better performers at work. It's a very detailed wellness program. We talk about a wide gamut of things. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we're, we're taking people through a full financial wellness program, right? So talking about retirement savings, you know, what different debt terms mean, variable and fixed rates and secured and unsecured and retirement savings. Like there's, there's so many things that we talk about through that program and, and you know, response from those who participated in, in the booklet, the workbook that they get as a takeaway has been very positive. So we have some time now for some final thoughts. So Al, if you could leave our listeners with a final thought today, what would it be? You're so limited in what you can say in a limited period of time. But, you know, probably one of the more important points to keep in mind 
for consumers is that most financial crises were not created overnight. Some of them were. Some of them were. I mean, a job loss, that sort of thing. But, you know, this this, this creep of, of debt into your life, that, that didn't happen overnight. Well, the solution won't happen overnight either. Point number one. Point number two, if you continue doing what you're doing, the result you're going to get will be the result you're getting now. And if somehow you can uh, internalize those two realities, then reaching out and understanding the nature of the service you require will be so much easier. Understand that this didn't happen overnight, it won't be fixed overnight, you know, uh, that it's, it's, it's critical stuff. Reach out, we're here, we're free, we're local. Uh, you know, I've been doing this for 41 years. Uh, you know, uh, your agency, Nancy, we've been doing it for 30, what, 35, 37? I mean, we're, not, we're not new at the table, so. We've helped thousands of people over the years, yeah. right? Both mm -hmm. of us, you know, tens of thousands, probably if you combined our both of our uh, both of our offices. That's great, Al. Thanks so much for joining me today. And Yvette, if you had a, a final thought for our listeners, what would it be? I think again, I want to reiterate. You know, you're not alone. We deal with clients from all walks of life, regardless of your profession. Life happens. Just know that you do have options and, you know, we do understand, we understand the emotional stress that financial problems cause. You know, being in the practice for over the last three decades, I can tell you that clients tell me all the time, I wish I had called you sooner. Yeah, it's probably the most heard phrase, right, um, over the life of our careers is, is I wish yeah. I had called you sooner. I didn't realize it would be so easy. I feel so much better. So thank you both for joining me today and sharing advice with our listeners. Al, if people did want to reach out, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, you can simply call, book an appointment, 709-753-5812. And we are booking for about three days down the road right now. Great. Thanks, Al. And Yvette, if people wanted to reach out to BDO to get some advice, what's the best way for them to do that? So we can certainly be reached at 1-800-563-8337. We offer phone uh, and in-person appointments. We offer evening appointments. We do have offices province-wide. And I would also encourage you to check out our website. There are some great information there and some great articles posted there. It's called debtsolutions.bdo.ca. That's great. Thanks so much. And of course, listeners, I do want to hear from you. If you have a comment or question or topic you'd like me to discuss here on Your Money, you can email me at yourmoney@bdo.ca or give me a call at 800-563-8337. Until next week, I'm Nancy Stenton. Stay safe and be well, everyone. If you have a question or comment, send an email to yourmoney@bdo.ca. This has been Your Money with Nancy Stenton of BDO, Licensed Insolvency Trustees on Your VOCM.